2: You want to rebel like my mom will never let me eat candy i'm gonna i'm at my friend's house i'm gonna have it right now but like for me growing up never eating red meat and pork i never i never never ever was tempted because my parents, the way they talked about it, they made it like a point of pride that we didn't eat those foods. And they explained it to me, why we didn't eat those foods, and I understood. And so anytime I was in that circumstance where there's you know only pepperoni pizza and nothing, no just regular plain cheese pizza, I would just wouldn't eat any
1: pizza. I was totally fine with that because I knew that that wasn't for me. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Janae Claiborne. We are getting into vegan diets today. We love a plot twist. I mean, recently we talked to Anya, the owner of Campo, and we talked all about the truth about red meat. So today we're going the opposite direction. Like I said, we're going vegan. We love, love, love to talk about all different kinds of perspectives. For those of you who are new to the show, I am Lauren Everett Bostick, the creator of The Skinny Confidential, and across from me is my husband who's looking hot in that red hat.
0: Yes, I'm always, well, you know, I I would like to think that I'm always looking hot. Mm. And the red hat probably helps. Okay. But, you know, maybe I'm just having a better day than us guys. My name is Michael Bostick. I'm a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. And like Lauren said, today we have a show. We have not touched on this subject, I don't think, too often, both probably because Lauren and I are not vegans. Um, but we always think that it's interesting to bring on different walks of life to offer different perspectives. On one side, like Lauren said, we had Anya on the show, which was one of our favorite episodes, talking all about sustainable eating, red meat, and, you know, a carnivorous diet. And now we're obviously talking to Jean- all about a vegan lifestyle and vegan diet. We really try to maintain a non-judgmental space here and let people come on, tell their stories, talk about what their perspectives are on the world and how they live, and really leave it up to the audience, you, to decide what works for you. Really, like Lawrence Ola says, you know, take what you like, leave what you don't. That's really our take. You know, we're we're not pushing one lifestyle or another. We just like to learn on this show.
1: It's fun to present all these different stories and all these different journeys and all these different opinions on the platform because what's fun is we don't tell you what to think you get to decide so you get to go out and you get to sort of curate what content you're going to continue to consume
0: so like i said presenting different perspectives in life's important you know i always think i'm right but I, And the reason that is, is I always think I am right for me. That doesn't mean that my perspective or my thoughts or my opinions are right for anyone that's listening, for any other people in my life. I just believe the way that I'm living is right for me. And if there's anything this show can do for anyone, it's empower them to live right for themselves. And, and you know, I think that's the best way to be right. I'm, I'm, you know, we're wrong in plenty of other walks of life, plenty of things. But when it comes to the way we like to live, what works for us, what makes us feel good, what makes us feel empowered, it's living right for yourself. And so listen to these episodes, take what you leave, leave what you don't. With that, let's welcome Janae Claiborne to the show. Janae is a New York City-based vegan personal chef, cooking instructor, and blogger behind the brand Sweet Potato Soul. She's got an amazing brand, amazing channels, YouTube, social, blog, she's got it all. Guys, with that, Janae, welcome to the show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: For everyone who doesn't know you, give us your spiel, little intro. So I'm Janae Claiborne. I'm a vegan chef,
2: blogger, author, YouTuber. I like to say that I'm an all around vegan expert. I've been vegan now since 2011 and- Not looking back. Not looking back, no. Okay, so why (laughs) did you decide to go vegan in the first place? Because I was working at a vegan restaurant. I was vegetarian, floating between that and pescatarian at the time. And I was working at this restaurant for a year. So within that year, I was meeting all these other people who were vegan. Of course, I was eating amazing vegan food. I was learning about the lifestyle. I had met vegans before, but it was very special circumstances. So I had never considered ever even becoming vegan before I worked at this restaurant. So it was just like a real, you know, great introduction for someone.
1: So, was it like a one night stand with veganism where you just pulled the band-aid off, or did you go in with just the tip and kinda go slow? The tip. The tip. Okay. Just the tip. So we went into just it. the tip. Yeah, because I wasn't
2: <laughs> I didn't want to become vegan. I was like, I can't give up I was living in New York at the time and I can't give up pizza and I can't give up yogurt. I can't give up these certain foods. So I didn't even want to become vegan. I just thought I'm gonna eat mostly vegan, I'll be like 99% vegan, but then I still have my other foods that aren't vegan and that's fine, right? So after a while, I started feeling guilty though every time I ate pizza or yogurt. Those are like basically the last two things that I gave up and I started feeling really guilty and I didn't fully know why because I didn't really, anytime anyone wanted to talk to me about like animal welfare, I would just put my fingers in my ears and walk away and like, I can't hear this, I don't wanna talk about it. But when I started feeling guilty, then I decided, okay, you know what? I'm gonna educate myself. And whatever I find, then I'll, you know, base my decision off of that. Will I become vegan or am I just gonna stay the way I am? Started reading more about how animals are treated in the, you know, farming and um, just like in factory farms, especially. And then I decided to become vegan. I got so like swept up into that. And so ultimately, I became vegan for the animals.
1: And when did you start to become so passionate about it that you wanted to share it with other people through your blog and your Instagram? Yeah.
2: Crazy, like almost right away, within a couple of weeks. So I wasn't interested in becoming vegan for health. Is
0: it like that cliche where it's like, how do you know if someone's vegan? They'll tell you. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh man, back then I was yeah. like proselytizing everybody. My poor family. I'm so, so glad that I'm beyond that stage though. What they, uh, like, how does your family react?
0: Were they, like, they, they, thought, big, were they big meat eaters? No, no not okay, at all. So I wasn't,
2: now, me, I grew up eating—we called it semi-vegetarian. I was—we we ate chicken and fish, and like turkey, so like poultry and fish. And so I was already kind of weird, you know, growing up because I would go to parties and friends' homes and such things like that, and I would not eat any red meat or pork. And that was like, what is that all about? You're so weird. You're a vegetarian. So I was already used to it, and my family already ate that way anyway. And funny, my dad was actually raised vegan in the 70s what that's, yeah where was, where's your dad from he's from dc that's <laughs> even weirder right Weird. on the, on the east coast that, that, that he's wow, yeah it was really weird it's because they were in they his mom was involved in some sort of like religious group and, and they veganism just is part of it yes wow. actually so my dad has a, a brother and his brother is a little older he's still in this religious group and part of like if you're really involved in this group and really committed then you'll move to israel And he moved to Israel when he was super young, and he has, like, 14 children. I
1: can't remember exactly.
2: My uncle. Living in Israel, you know, I've only met him three, four times in my life, and I haven't met all his children yet. But he has a lot of kids. They were always vegan. A lot of them are still vegan today, except for the ones who moved here to the United States. So I had a background. I knew what vegan was because my dad, you know, would tell me about it, and he still... When I was growing up, he'd make a lot of vegan food. He'd make tofu and like tofu cheese and all sorts of stuff, use nutritional yeast. And I didn't like any of it. I thought that the only reason someone would become vegan would be because they're in this religious group. I never ever considered, I had no idea that people were vegan for any other reason until I moved to New York City because I didn't even know any vegans outside of my family until then.
1: Before we get into that hot topic, let me tell you about Glossier. Well, wait, I'm sure you guys have heard of Glossier. I mean, it's all over, looking all pink and delicious. It's fresh, it's youthful, it represents everything dewy. And they're very much into tapping into their community, which I love. Uh, They're like a community-driven beauty brand, if you will. So they made glowy, dewy skin cool. And basically, I feel like that's up every Skinny Confidential listener's alley. So here's the deal for me lately. I gave birth, and now all of a sudden, my skin is super sensitive. Products that never were irritating my skin are now irritating it, which is wild. So if I'm picking a standout star here, it's going to be Glossier's Milky Jelly Cleanser. It's soft on my skin. And the pH balanced formula has this blend of five skin conditions. I even used it in the hospital and I'm obsessed because not only is it dermatologist tested, it's hypoallergenic, non-irritating, cruelty and paraben free. So when I'm kissing the baby after a shower, I know I'm good to go. Also, it's not one of those annoying cleansers that makes your eyes sting. You know what I mean, you know those cleansers that really hurt your eyes, there's nothing worse. This one gets the job done and it really works on impurities but it's also gentle. It's like having your cake and eating it too. This cleanser washes away oil, dirt, makeup, you get it. The packaging is feedworthy and you want it displayed on your vanity trust me. So get glowy dewy skin for yourself by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash skinny. Learn more and take the quiz to find your ultimate Glossier skincare routine. Plus all new customers will get 10% off their first order on glossier.com slash podcast slash skinny. Again, that's glossier spelled G L O S S I E R.com slash podcast slash skinny. Certain exclusions apply. All right, let's get back to the show.
0: Wait, so okay, so now I got, I got. There's a lot to unpack here with you because we (laughs) got to go back. So where, like, let's go way, way back, childhood. Where, where'd you grow up? Where are you from?
2: I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, born and raised. And so, what was the childhood like? Was it,
0: You know, was it? It's great. It was great. Great childhood. It was wonderful. Okay, so just everything's fine. <laughs> everything's and great. Nope. Yeah. And, your, and your dad is. And your crazy uncle is he? Is he still in the picture? Is he crazy or Is he not? No,
2: crazy? I I didn't even know him. Okay. At all, I, you know, what the first time I can remember meeting him, is sixteen. Children is a lot of children. I said fourteen,
0: you but said he might be. He he might have 14. ten. Okay, I added two because I. You just can't thinking, add two. Well, still. That's a lot of children. What if no. I came because to you and I
1: was you're, like, you're, I want to have fourteen children? Well, listen, oh no!
0: Came, <laughs> we were talking off mic earlier, and you came in and you're scared, <laughs> and you're like, I haven't slept. Oh, we're oh gonna, my god! We're gonna get him back Can you
2: imagine fourteen? No,
1: I can imagine two. Wow.
2: Oof.
1: So, I don't know. so when did you realize that you wanted to make this your career? Well, okay, so. To backtrack just a little, when
2: I became vegan, so I had moved to New York to become an actress. I went to school for acting, I got a BFA in that, went to Boston University, moved to New York to pursue this career, And in maybe within the first year, I realized it's not what I wanted to do because I didn't like auditioning. It wasn't nearly as fun as it was in school, but I didn't know what I would do because I literally went to school for this. I felt like so unqualified to do anything else in life, but be an actor. So I was like searching, I was working in this restaurant. I was so confused about what I was gonna do with my life. And then at the same time, you know, started feeling guilty, decided to become vegan. And within a couple of weeks of becoming vegan, I realized, oh my God, I know what I wanna do with my life. I wanna do vegan food. And I, basically I, I thought, I wanna help other people become vegan. Because even though I had just become vegan, I still felt like I knew a lot about it because I'd worked at the restaurant. And also I loved cooking. And I just, I just felt like I can cook for people and I can help them. And I decided to start a private chef company Rather than continue working in a restaurant or start a restaurant because I figured, well, first I want to work for myself and I don't want it to be as stressful as working in a restaurant, you know, and private chefs can make a lot of money, especially in New York City. And I was at the time I was working on the Upper West Side. So So how do you start finding clients? That was tricky. I thought it was gonna be easy because I worked at this restaurant. I'm like, all these rich people who eat here are gonna hire me. Didn't work that way. So I started putting up flyers anywhere I thought my ideal client would be. So fancy nail salons, hair salons, yoga studios. And in the end, I think it took me like five, six months to finally get my first client. And she found one of my flyers at a nail salon.
1: And let me guess, you cooked for her and it was amazing and then she recommended you.
2: Yeah, that's, you know that's, that's, that's how it it's works. Such
1: a momentum effect. <laughs> I know. After I mean, all those months, it's so <laughs> smart to go put up flyers. I remember when I first started my blog, I would put business cards everywhere I went. Really? I still yep. do it sometimes. Do it's you? like Ten years later, and I'll still throw a business card. I should do that. Yeah, it's like why not? Yeah, especially now. You know, yeah. you know what else
0: we used to do? We used to sneak into the Barnes and Noble and we'd find the book that you wrote and we'd put it in the front right. And yes. Me, her, her grandma used to do that. Me and her grandma <laughs> used to sneak into the Barnes and Noble and put it right in the bestseller
2: front part. <laughs> I do that too with my book. Actually, yeah, that's the move. No shame. It takes a little bit of groundwork right now. Yeah, know, exactly. I didn't know you did that with my grandma.
0: Listen, me and your grandma <laughs> would go on runs where we'd go, we
2: would find uh, the book, and we'd put every. Like, oh Move my over, God! J- James Patterson. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bestseller. Yes. No, yours is a bestseller now. That's what you got to do. I think James Patterson probably did that too. And that's how he got to where he is today.
1: Okay. So what I see sometimes with people that become vegan is that they do do it because they think it's healthier. Yeah. But I also see a lot of people become vegan and they just start to eat a ton of carbs. Yeah. And they end up gaining weight and it's actually not as healthy because they're just eating crap basically yeah can you kind of speak like what your vibe is on yeah
2: that? okay there's different types of vegans maybe you know i think of vegans as especially like nowadays because there's so many animal food meat alternatives out there there's even more types of vegan when i first became vegan sure we had like junk food but we didn't have nearly as much as we do today but but Generally I think most of us were like closer to like whole food plant based, you know, we eat a lot of vegetables and fruit and cooked at home a lot because there weren't so many vegan restaurants around and not as much junk food yet. Also, there were like a lot of people doing raw at that time. That's two thousand early two thousand eleven. But otherwise that was basically it as far as I knew. Nowadays you have of course the raw foodists, you have like the high fat, low carb vegans, you have the whole food plant based vegans, you have the really extreme whole food plant based where You don't even eat oil, you don't even eat, like nothing processed, just whole, like literally whole foods, right? I'm more in the, like maybe like the 90, 10, mostly whole food plant-based, and then 10% of the time or so I'll just eat, you know, junkier foods. I'll eat out of restaurants, I eat processed foods, things like that, but in moderation. And then there are vegans, of course, who are just like fully, I don't like vegetables. I only wanna eat the processed foods. They're super easy and convenient. Why not indulge in these things? And I don't care about my health because that's the thing. People are becoming vegan for so many different reasons, some for health, some for the animals and some for the environment. Right. So depending on why you become vegan, I think that also informs, you know, what type of eating you choose to
0: to do. So let's unpack it a little bit for those, for the uneducated like myself, right? I would consider myself in that group. What is at the core? I mean, because a lot of people know what veganism is and, and what vegans are, but at the core, what are the, I don't want to say restrictions, but what's the general practice? What can you do? What can you not do to mm-hmm. be considered vegan?
1: Wait, hold up. Who here likes coffee? specifically mushroom coffee.
0: If you're sitting there wondering, what? Mushroom coffee? I don't know about that. I don't know how that's going to taste. Guys, it tastes exactly like regular coffee, except you don't have to worry about the jitters, the coffee come downs, any of the bad stuff that comes on. It Does not sound too good to be true? That's because it kind of is.
1: I'm all about not doing too much coffee right now. And just in general, I want to back off, especially after this pregnancy. So Four Sigmatic is like the perfect way to do that.
0: Four Sigmatic's been a partner of ours for a long time now. Their founder, Taro, has been on this show multiple times, three times, I believe now. And that's just because we find him so interesting. And in addition to that, we find his company even more interesting. Sorry, Taro. So what are the benefits of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee? First, adaptogenics. They contain two mushrooms, lion's mane and chaga, which helps you think and gives you a powerhouse of antioxidants, no sugar. They don't cause the jitters. They give you mental boosts and it tastes delicious, not like mushrooms at all.
1: So here's the deets. You can carry these in your handbag. They come in little tiny packets. They're ready to drink with hot water and they enhance with your choice of nut milk. So if you wanna do like an unsweetened almond milk and a little cinnamon, it's delicious. If I want to wind down, though, I have to say this, Michael, because this is my favorite. I always reach for the mushroom cacao. There's a spicy one and it's like a warm hug from grandma. So you can get the coffee for the morning to boost your productivity with the chaga and lion's mane. And then at night, you can wind down with the amazing, delicious, spicy cacao that tastes like hot chocolate.
0: All of their products are extremely affordable and they have something for everybody, whether you want to boost mental performance, you want a little bit of pick me up in the morning, you want to go work out, you want to focus, you want to sleep better. to check them out go to foursigmatic.com skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15 percent off your entire order again that's foursigmatic.com skinny and promo code skinny for 15 percent off your entire order guys they've kept this code for us for a long time they never changed the offer if you love the product like we do you can continue to go back and take advantage of that 15 percent off again that's foursigmatic.com skinny
1: all right let's get back into the show
2: generally that means you don't need any animal products that's like the the dietary vegan definition. No eating any animal products. There's a little, It's you know, honey is a gray area. Some vegans do and some vegans don't. I don't. But when I first became vegan, I still did eat honey. I was especially into just like local and raw what's the honey. reason
0: for some not eating honey?
2: Just because it's exploitative of bees. bees. Okay. Yeah. And so bees do get killed when you're taking the honey from them. Right. And also the honey that they produce they don't produce it just like it's not just a byproduct they actually make it for food for themselves especially during for the winter so it's exploitative. That's why some people wouldn't eat it. So yeah, that's why I don't eat it. There's also. a guy
0: here in LA that runs around and finds beehives. Our mm-hmm. friend Kelly was just on here. The guy that has Sun Life Organics. I don't know if you ever tried. It. You gotta yeah, you got to try it, you try it yes. if you haven't. But he he said there's a guy here in LA that runs around and saves bees and saves their honey and like takes them to a, a safe place for wow, bees. Wow, wonderful. Out. We, we, we got to find out who that is. Taylor, pull, 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 that, is pull that up. That is
2: so cool. Yeah. yeah, please. That would be great. I actually think that if I I always say if I had the space, but actually to be honest, I do have the space right now. I would keep bees. I don't do it.
1: Yeah, keep bees while you're. You're waking up every two hours no, for teething.
2: not now. Yeah, not now. not now. Not now. Not now. I can hardly keep myself alive right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, yeah. Just, I feel like you, <laughs> it's, you already got too much going on. Way you can't, you can't open much. a beef bar. Maybe one day. One day. When yeah. she's
2: like... Ten and she's like, I don't care yeah.
1: about being with you anymore, Mom. She, I have my own She friends. can manage the farm. One of my yeah. favorite
0: stories, like I'm a big heavy metal fan. Uh-huh. This is a tangent. The lead singer of Metallica, uh-huh. he is now like he obviously still has his band and he goes around and does these crazy heavy metal like concerts. But then in his spare time, he has this ranch and he's a beekeeper. He really? This, like, beekeeper suit? Yeah. That's so I think cool. I'd be, a, I'd be a good beekeeper. Yeah? I like to be one with the bees. Okay, yeah. back to I
1: the think uh, I back to go- <laughs> explaining Maybe veganism. if I get the suit, I'll become the. I <laughs> you're going <laughs> you're going to go down crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So back to... Just explain, like, just give us all the... Sorry, the rules restrictions. Oh, right, right, right. I I forgot. I went
0: on a tangent.
2: Oh, yeah. We were talking about bees. (laughs) So, okay. So that's like the food, right? However, for me, I don't think of veganism as just a diet. I think of it as a whole lifestyle. So I don't wear any animal products either, meaning, you know, no leather, no wool. Also, you know, when I first became vegan, I still did own a lot of wool and leather. And so I didn't just you know, throw those things away or donate them all. I continued to wear them. And then when I would buy new things, I wouldn't buy wool and I wouldn't buy leather or silk. And so now, you know, it's been almost nine years being vegan, I don't think I have anything left at all. Of What's those. the hard
0: part when you're first transitioning? Like, what is the stuff that you're like, oh, that's hard to give up?
2: For food or for clothes? Just, or ev- just, just
0: everything, like I what was mean, something you caught yourself like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize this would be difficult. The to hard
2: buy. For me, the hardest thing was not the food at all, but it was just like fashion shoes especially like on trend nice shoes that's still hard for me yeah because
0: listen i i can relate so
2: tough it's Mm -hmm. so tough and because also another thing is so as a vegan over the years i also i started obviously humans are animals as well i started expanding what it means to be compassionate for animals and including humans into that too, right? I want to, I have compassion for not just non-human animals, but humans as well and exploited people all over the world. So I started, I stopped actually shopping for fast fashion. In fast fashion, you can get a lot of great looking on trend, technically vegan shoes and accessories if you shop at like for 21, I, I don't know if they're are they even still around anymore. If if they're having hard now. times. Yeah, if there's, if there's, hard times. I think more they, than all <laughs> times, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Bankruptcy, H&M and such, and Zara. But I, I actually stopped shopping fast fashion too, and that made it even more difficult. But now I buy things used on Poshmark, so it, it makes it a little easier.
1: What is one thing that you miss that's not vegan? Is there any food that you miss, or is there nothing that you miss? Do you not crave it? Hmm. It sounds like there's nothing. If you have to think about it. I don't know, yeah. Not a lot. No, there isn't. Because there was. When I first
2: became vegan, I didn't know how to prepare all my favorite foods vegan yet. Got it. But that was so long ago. And now that is like that's been a big part of my my career. And what I've been doing is making my
1: favorite foods vegan. Give us a cheese <laughs> recipe that someone can whip up at home because cheese would be hard for me. Mm, it depends on what you want to do with the cheese. Like if you wanted like
2: a spreadable cheese, like a cultured type of cheese. I don't eat cashews, so which means I can't have hardly any of the ones that you buy at the grocery store. So I make mine with sunflower seeds, sunflower seeds, nutritional yeast, a little bit of lemon. You could age it, or you don't have to age it, and it's very easy. You whip it up in the food processor. It's delicious. That sounds good. Yeah. See, thank if you. I had someone like you
0: around,
1: oh god, <laughs> that, that, on they on your violin. Violin. that
0: could actually that, that could cook <laughs> really really great and healthy meals. like you know, I think the problem is a lot of people don't have your cooking skills, right? And they try to go vegan and then it's like, they feel like they're eating cardboard, right?
2: I think so. But I also think that they don't have the, now this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people understand that, sure, cooking skills are incredibly valuable and I think we should all have them, at least the basics, you know, you should know how to cut an onion and such. But more importantly, you should know what's available to you. So if you don't have any cooking skills, Technically, you shouldn't be able to cook anything, right? But if you're able to cook chicken and fish and you know, just turn on an oven, then you can still eat vegan and still cook vegan. There's so many things like, for example, mushrooms. Mushrooms are so overlooked as a nutritious, filling, easily accessible food. And that is something that you don't need to season it a lot. You don't have to do very much to it. You can saute it. You can broil it. You can roast it. You could bake it. You could do anything with mushrooms. But people don't realize that that's a food that they could whip up as easily as they might do like a piece of chicken.
1: You can make mushrooms taste like steak. Mm-hmm, exactly. I've I know. i had mushrooms that taste just like steak. Mm-hmm. Is, what do you do for butter, though, if you want to put butter on the mushrooms? You vegan butter. Vegan butter. Yeah. And is it good?
2: Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different ones on the market now. I'm, like I said, I'm allergic to cashews. So I cannot speak from experience, but I hear that the very best one is Miyoko's. Okay. Yeah.
1: We need to talk about brands because I do look at, oh, is this vegan? Is this vegetarian? What is this when I'm buying stuff? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the vegan brands have soy. Mm hmm. And I'm not a fan of soy. Okay. So what brands would you recommend that are soy free or that are just really nutritional that you find that you keep gravitating towards? You should try
2: Miyoko's, especially for the cheese and the butters and such because they're all cashew based. And then like most vegan cheeses, most of the the higher end ones, the aged cheeses and such, and the really good ones are cashew based also or nut based in general. So they don't usually have any soy in them. Even if you wanted to buy like, Earth Balance, that's like the OG vegan butter. They also have a soy free one. So you could buy that one
1: too. Meat, what about meat? Like, f- like oh, fake meat. Fake meat? Yes.
2: I mean Beyond Meat even, that one is soy free. That one's pea protein. So that's a good one. Okay, I'm gonna look at Beyond Meat. Mm. Because yeah.
1: I, whenever I go to look at the patty section, I feel like there's so much soy in it. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory on soy that I've told Michael.
2: Oh yeah, I, think, I hear
1: it? I just think too much soy is happening in our foods. Yeah and it's causing too much estrogen in men. Uh-oh. I don't, t- I don't measure how much What's Too
2: much estrogen in men it leads to what? little bitches sometimes. Oh, <laughs> too much soy.
1: Well, this is my own theory that uh-huh. like when Michael whines or he bitches at me, I'm like, you're eating you too much soy. Uh-oh. Checking my package,
0: my Uh-oh. ingredients. Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't like a lot of soy in my diet regardless. I just don't see the benefit for me. Uh-huh. But in, in terms of like as a new protein source, when you when you think, and I, I know there was a great documentary that just came out that I, I want to see in like Arnold and all these bodybuilders. Yes, like ri- game this, changers. This is the golden time of veganism. Yeah, like this is the this is the you are in the middle of like the golden yep. age of, of vegans. So when people are saying, okay, I don't get protein. Like yeah. What's your response? Because I'm sure you have an answer for that.
2: Yeah, you are. Most of us are getting too much protein, especially Americans. That's like with. So here's the thing. Just like with soy, most Americans, not vegans, but most Americans, yeah, we're getting too much of everything. If you're worried about soy, don't eat a standard American diet, period. Don't worry about being vegan. Just don't eat a standard American diet because soy, especially processed soy, not whole food soy that's, you know, good for you. But the processed kind is in all the junk food, like every single thing. It's a filler. It's, you know, any sort of protein that they've added. It's gonna be a soy protein isolate. It's just, you know, just don't eat standard American. Don't eat junk food. And then when it comes to protein, if you're eating a standard American diet, you are eating way too much protein. However, when you switch over to a vegan diet, the only thing that I would say about protein, well, first of all, you don't have to worry about getting enough as long as you eat enough food. So everything has protein in it, but I think the issue with people when they first become vegan, is they often don't eat enough food, period. Or maybe they're eating just too much processed, but most of that processed food, especially now, like we're talking about the patties and such, has plenty of protein added because people are protein crazy. So you don't have to worry about protein with that. But just eat plenty of food. I tell people that if you go vegan and you feel sluggish and you feel tired and you feel hungry, that means you're just not eating enough food. You might be starving yourself because I don't think people understand that vegan food, like the whole foods and such, the healthiest stuff, has far fewer calories. So sure, you might be used to going to chopped and getting, do they have chopped in LA? Okay. (laughs) Chopped and getting a salad with like a romaine salad with a bunch of chicken and I don't know what else animal products people put on their salads. But if you take that out, all you have left is the lettuce. That is not enough food. So you need to replace that with legumes for example. I love lentils. I was eating lentils when you walked in. Oh my god. Lentils
1: are the best. That was on brand for you. Yes it is. Okay good. So on brand.
2: But But. lentils, um, whole grains like farro and quinoa and frika and all those things. I love tempeh. You know we're talking about soy. My favorite form of soy is tempeh because it's very hearty and incredibly high in fiber and protein, and you can do so much with it. So you can just bulk up your salads. If you ever go on my blog and look at any of the salad recipes, my salads are not side salads. I don't eat side salads. I have like these gigantic salads that I eat out of mixing bowls because you need to eat so much more volume of food when you're eating vegan. And that's totally okay. If you like to eat, then you should become vegan because you eat so much good food. But another thing I just wanted to say about the protein thing, People should not be worrying about not having enough protein in the United States unless you're literally starving yourself. You're very, very, very unlikely to have a protein deficiency, but I think people need to focus way, way more on fiber. We don't get nearly enough fiber in this country, and the number one killers are all lifestyle related. So there's heart disease, cancer, and I I can't remember the third. It's like I think maybe stroke or something. Let's say just the first two: heart disease and cancer. You know, studies show that if you eat more fiber, you have a lower risk of heart disease and certain types of cancer, especially colorectal cancer. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people have and, And clearly, we're not eating enough fiber. So,
0: So what are the best sources of fiber? We've talked about this on the show for a few times. Yeah. But but having you on, like, what?
1: Lentil's a good one, right? Lentil's a great one. Any whole food. The um, problem is people just don't
0: know where to get a good source. And we were sold on the dreams like, hey, like, the cereal has enough fiber. Yes. That's the thing.
2: Yeah. Don't worry about it. If it comes from a box, like, that's like a secondary source. The primary sources of fiber should just be fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes, nuts, and seeds. That's it. Just eat that.
1: I am a big fan of fiber. I try Me too. before I got pregnant. I tried to do it at every single meal. Good. I also take a lot of inulin, which is an yep. artichoke root fiber. That's mm-hmm. that's fun in my coffee. See, it's a prebiotic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's another way to get fiber. You know, it's interesting when you say that vegans sometimes they will switch to being vegetarian, to vegan, mm-hmm. and then they don't eat enough. One mm-hmm. of my girlfriends who I absolutely adore, Jordan from The Balanced Blonde. Mm, yeah, I think she developed, and I hope I'm saying this right, orthorexia, Yeah, mm-hmm. through a transition to veganism. Mm-hmm. Worrying so much about yes, and what w- I'm eating. Yes, yeah. yes. and mm-hmm. I think now she's vegan and she's had a completely oh, wow. different experience. Mm. But I do see people switching to veganism and, and sort of, not, I don't wanna say using it as a way but it does sometimes develop into an eating disorder. Totally, totally. So I don't think
2: that's an issue with veganism. I think it's just, you know, it's a, some people are just more likely to get an eating disorder and if they decide to become vegan, you know, and they're so worried about what am I eating and how much of it am I eating, then it can be a trigger for, you know, some other maybe underlying issue. Maybe they had something before in the past or maybe this is just a trigger for this to come out for the first time. So yeah, I don't think it's a problem with veganism though because I
1: think that is a rare situation.
2: I have heard it before. Melissa
1: Wood Health is another amazing vegan yeah. to follow. She she does a lot of good recipes like you. you yeah, guys no. have- I feel like have the same energy. I think I heard her on your podcast. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She gave me the tip to mix pasta with a bunch of arugula and kale instead of adding meat. Yes.
2: And I love it because you get so much volume. Exactly. I know. I love to bulk up pasta with, you know, things like that. I also have been eating. Now, I know this is technically processed, but I've been trying to switch at least Occasionally, I'll have just the chickpea pasta or the legume pasta, red lentil, whatever, instead of the regular wheat pasta so that I can get more fiber. And, you know, I'm not worried about protein. So for me, it's really about eating more fiber. And then I will bulk that up with more raw vegetables, you know, just like baby kale and such that I add at the end and let it wilt because you want the two types of fiber. You want soluble and insoluble fiber because it does different things, right, in your body. So. A good tip
1: I Elsa. snuck the lentil pasta to Michael the other day, and he said this tastes a little bit different. But he did eat it all.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what I mean. I'm just like she made it. I'm eating it. It's it eating was good. it
1: was the um. If it was I ate was it all. It's because it was the good. The tolerant yeah. brand is uh-huh. that a good one? The tolerant brand. Yes, that one's a good one. And it was the red lentil pasta. And there's one ingredient in it. Like I how know. can you get better? Isn't that great? Yeah, I love all of that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. They're
2: not my favorite, You know, legume pastas. I do it just because I know it's better for me. The texture's a little strange. It's what, a, little, a little. What are Some some
1: tips and tricks for someone that maybe doesn't want to go full vegan, Mm -hmm. but wants to just add more vegetables into their diet.
2: Yeah, that's a great place to start like even if you i think that's She's just like, that's great how i'll
1: get you in yeah and then yeah. over time then you start to oh, see that just little tricks though little that you taste. can do yeah for your kids or for your husband so
2: one thing you can do is for me i'll say i was very picky when i was growing up and i didn't eat a lot of vegetables the biggest thing that worked for me and i did this for myself was just to learn new ways of preparing vegetables so many of us just eat vegetables in one way like for example, when I was growing up, the only way I'd ever had Brussels sprouts were boiled and that's just oh my god I cannot eat that I, at all I never could eat that so you learn how to shred them and turn them into a salad and massage it with a really good dressing or you learn how to roast them of course or make a gratin out of them there's so many different things but if you want to sneak vegetables to people then a good way of doing it is I like to make little like burger patties. sweet potato burgers are really good everybody pretty much loves sweet potato though but so that's you don't really have to sneak that but sweet potato burgers are my favorite burgers. black bean burgers, you could put spinach in there and kale and such. I love beet burgers as well. A lot of people don't like beets, but the beet burgers, I've made them for many, many, many people who Don't like beets and they love them. Yep, yeah, I bet your cooking is like amazing. Yeah, so I share the recipes, though, so anybody can do it. I'm like actually me. getting
1: hungry for a beet burger. Ah, uh, me too. Sounds I bet good. a sweet potato burger is so good. So good. My pregnancy craving is sweet potatoes oh, with really? pomegranate seeds all over it yes. and ghee and cinnamon. Yeah. And if we could make that into a burger, that sounds so you good. Totally could. Th- I totally. Mean, Have you ever used pomegranate
2: molasses? No, what's that? Oh, it's the best the best. It's, you have to message so me that. Oh, I do. It's just, you know, boiled down pomegranate juice. And they do add a little bit of sugar, but it's a thick, rich molasses. And I drizzle it over my salads and I make salad dressings with it. And I make this really great, it's a red pepper sauce. It's called Muhammara. It's a Middle Eastern thing. And you have to use um, pomegranate molasses in there.
1: It's tangy and just... Ugh, so good. So good. Does your partner just like love it? He loves it. Does he only eat vegan too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a question. As a mom, you just had a new baby. Yeah. How do you make the decision of what the baby's going to eat. Oh, we're yeah. getting some controversial yeah, territory here. No, I want to no, know. I want to mm-hmm. know if, if, it was, <laughs> if it was like automatic because to me, if you're pregnant and mm-hmm. you're vegan and you're eating vegan the whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. I can see why you would want your baby to eat vegan because that's what your are totally. used to.
2: Yeah, she was built off of that. So for her, you know, first of all, well, she just started eating foods at eight months. She's 10 and a half months right now. She was a little slow to eating. I, I started introducing them to, at seven months and she was like, I'm not interested she would like play with them on the little tray but she wouldn't eat or swallow anything but then around I think exactly the day she turned eight months she started eating things so it is still pretty new that we're like actually feeding her solids she's been 100% breastfed up until that point so now I do you know going forward I mean i totally gonna raise her vegan. I think a lot of people are concerned though, just like with adults, how are the babies gonna get enough nutrition from a vegan diet, right? How are they getting enough protein? Are they getting enough minerals and vitamins and such? And the truth of the matter is that if you're eating a diverse array of foods and a whole and balanced diet, then the baby's going to get enough. They, My daughter, she eats peas and beans and lentils and things like that already and lots of vegetables. Vegetables are high in protein and obviously they're like the most nutrient-dense foods that anybody can eat. Obviously sweet potatoes and such. I'm not concerned at all about her health at all. She's thriving and she's growing really well, she's she's pretty big for her age, she just seems amazing with great energy and all that stuff, hitting all her milestones. The only concern, it's not even a concern, the only thing I wonder about is like when she goes to school and she has friends and she's, you know, outside of the home, she's at a, a sleepover or whatever. Well, how? it
0: is a concern because yeah. you got, you know, like if kids are, and listen, I'm not, I don't ever put my parenting hat on or like, I honestly could care less about how anyone's doing their parent because I'm never going to take advice from the way I'm going to parent. But <laughs> it is something like just by human nature, if, if people get restricted and they get around yeah, things. Yeah, you want to try it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, like, like I remember, like if there's like, oh, my friend's house has a big candy door yeah oh yeah then you're just diving in
2: but especially if you've like really been restricted like you want to rebel like my mom will never let me eat candy i'm gonna i'm at my friend's house i'm gonna have it right now but like for me growing up never eating red meat and pork i never i never never ever was tempted i because my parents the way they talked about it they made it like a point of pride that we didn't eat those foods and they explained it to me why we didn't eat those foods and I understood. And so anytime I was in that circumstance where there's you know, only pepperoni pizza and nothing, no just regular plain cheese pizza, I would just wouldn't eat any pizza. I was totally fine with that because I knew that that wasn't for me. Now that also might have something to do with my personality. I don't no, know. No, I want to
1: do that with my daughter with drugs. Oh, like, yeah. All no, I want to. I want to explain to her exactly. really openly about exactly. what each drug does. That's what my parents did too. Why? Why I didn't like it or why mm-hmm. Michael didn't well, here's like the thing. it. I
0: swear to God, this in, mm-hmm. my, in my life I've never done like a recreational drug. Outside of like I've you know like, smoked a little weed once in a while, and it's not for me. But I've never mm. done any drugs, right? Mm-hmm my dad you've
1: done mushrooms
0: that's no but i don't consider that the same thing okay i don't consider (laughs) i don't consider suicide he hasn't
1: done like cocaine yeah no i'm not one
0: of those guys but you know my, my dad grew up in a time you know he's 75 now so he grew mm-hmm. up in a time when that was prominent he just yeah. spent a lot of time with me as a kid saying like hey this is what it is this is what the effect like mm-hmm. this is like what works and not works." So i was never curious when right I had, when i got around and had a bunch of people doing it it's not like i felt like i was missing out like okay cool right. if you want to do it like go ahead but i just i wasn't drawn to it and exactly. i think if you're educated and you have those conversations with your parents mm-hmm. in any field in any regard anything dating sex, sex food whatever exactly then you're, you're not doing that where, where it's a, it's one of those things like you said you're telling the kid, like, no, you can't do this, and you're not And you don't tell them why,
2: why. right. Yeah. It's like with my grandmother, she always says that with her parents, they never ever talked about sex, pretended like it didn't exist. And she got pregnant, she got married at 16 and pregnant. And she she said she didn't even understand what was happening to her body. She didn't even, because they nobody ever talked to her about it. Yep. So if only now everything, she's fine, everything worked out fine. I wouldn't be here, right, otherwise. But if only you talk to your children and explain and are really honest with them, I think it really makes a difference. Yeah. Even like I remember I really being agree.
0: a little kid, like sitting at the dinner table, like maybe five, six years old, be like, okay, like if you want to take a small sip of this wine and I take it, I'm like, oh, this is gross. I don't want mm-hmm. it at the time. Right. Exactly. And it's like just having it be normalized and have a conversation and see that it's a social thing and it's not, you're not going yes. crazy. And, you know, exactly. I, I think it's so important. Like, you know, I think one thing that's interesting about our generation is that a lot of these, like, the biggest thing for me is having conversation. I think that's how you either put a stop to something or start or, yep. or a start to something. You get in a dangerous place in society when people are unwilling to talk about things. Exactly.
2: That's right? oh, So true.
1: So how do so you true. stick just the tip in if you want to just start to <laughs> <The> try? <veganism. laughs> yeah, the veganism tip. <gasps>
2: okay. Well, first of all, acknowledge that the tip is already in because I'm sure everybody eats some vegan food. If you you just pick up an apple and eat it, technically you're eating vegan, Right. right? You're not eating animal products. That's true. So acknowledge that and acknowledge that it's not that much of a jump. It's not that strange. You don't have to rework your whole life to even just like start. So beyond that, then I would say different people come from different places though. So I would say, you know, just for example, you are pretty healthy, though you eat you know, animal products, but you are interested in eating more vegan, Um, you're not like fully standard American diet, you already are like, you know, don't eat at McDonald's and such, then I would say look at your diet right now and see where you could eat more vegetables. And if you already feel like you're eating plenty of vegetables, then maybe see where you can turn one of those meals into a fully vegan meal. So for example, if you're eating, there's so many things you can just turn vegan. So do you guys have an example of like
1: a favorite non-vegan food? Michael's favorite non-vegan food is burger, which you already gave us a really good. Yeah. you can modification. That. Yeah. You also love steak. A uh-huh. steak would be hard for him to give up, I think. Yeah. How well, often do you eat it? Not that often. Uh,
2: no, not
0: that often. Once
1: a week. No. no, maybe
0: like like a steak, maybe like yeah. once every two weeks. Mm, okay, I mean, if you wanted, but it has to... to be a really like grass-fed, good steak. Instead. Yeah, and it has to, you know, like a bell Bellcampo we just talked about. I know that's not right. you, but it, it's right. not. I'm not just like eating good. random
2: steaks. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, if, if you wanted to give up the steak, right, and you wanted, you just go down to once a month, right? right, instead of twice a month. What about eggs? Oh, eggs are a good one to. That's a good question because so many people rely on them for breakfast. Yeah, and you love them. Why do you love them?
1: I love them because they taste really good on toast especially when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and I feel like I get a lot of vitamins and minerals from them but Mm -hmm. they're also filling Mm -hmm. and satisfying Yeah, and I like the way they taste Mm -hmm. and I don't know I've just always loved an egg for protein but I guess I need to stop focusing on protein and start focusing more on fiber yeah yeah, or just like nutrient density. What is a substitution for egg?
2: The thing is, there's not, honestly, there's not a very, like a one-for-one substitution unless you're going for, nowadays, a very processed substitution. Because there are vegan eggs now that you can scramble and look just like the real thing and smell like it and everything. That sounds strange to me. Right, that, because... Yeah, but we're I'm not like, talking about that, right? Yeah, yeah uh-uh. We want yeah. to do, like, yeah. the real foods. Yeah, we want real food. Yeah, because that like, sounds weird to like me. You it's you
0: like, uh, like why do a fake egg? It might,
2: you know, might as well just do the real one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Those foods, I, I don't know. Are they for vegans? Or are they for not? I don't know who they're for. They're not for me. But when it comes to, like, for me, for breakfast, and I'm going to eat something on toast, <laughs> I hate to say lentils, but I really do love lentils. Oh, I like stewed good. lentils. I make them in my Instant Pot with a bunch of different herbs and spices, And I put them on salads. I put them on toast with like tahini. I was telling you about muhammara sauce. That's really good with that. Just like having lentils with something else that's very flavorful. Also though, for breakfast and for toast, I really love avocado and of course avocado toast. Who doesn't like that? And mushrooms too. So I do the mushrooms just by like, I cook them in the skillet in a cast iron skillet and put a lid on top of them, like a very heavy lid. And that weight of the lid will help them get really meaty and really juicy. And like, I literally only season them with salt. That is it. Put that on like avocado toast to bulk it up. Obviously do lentils too. What
1: kind of toast? We need specific brands.
2: <laughs> I buy my bread at Erewhon, okay. the Justa sourdough. That's okay. my favorite.
1: Every single health professional has recommended this brought to yeah. me since I've been pregnant. Oh, really? And I think you need to go get it for you me. Know what go Lauren's get
0: doing? it. <laughs> I, listen, I'm down. Let's go get it. Lauren is Postmating the Air 1s, which is, or, like, oh, we're yeah. we are about to go, we're about to, oh, our bank is driving into the floor, because oh in gosh. addition to the price of Air 1, which is
2: insane. <laughs> insane. The Postmates post- extra oh my, charge. Yeah, I God. know. What Sorry. about
1: Instacart? It, you I can gotta do that. try Instacart. Instacart. Oh, yeah, because well, yeah. they have like a membership. But the Gusta bread everyone keeps telling me about. <laughs> so good. What, oh, is so it, what's good. so good? It's vegan, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just regular sourdough. It's but just I've really good. But I heard it's amazing. It is. This I, has been a recommendation from I'm so, so many When i had, When I was pregnant and like
2: where you are right now, like in ninth what is the ninth month i actually stocked up i got i think three loaves and i cut them each in half and i wrapped them in aluminum and stuck them in the freezer so that i could you know i was planning to not leave the house for 40 days i didn't want to do that but all these voices in my head telling me i should do that and i figured how am i going to get my bread from juice i didn't use Instacart back then so i stocked up i'm gonna get that oh by the way though where do you guys live Russell Hollywood. Hollywood. Okay, so no. there's. A, I went to, I don't know where they're based, but I was at the Sunday Santa Monica Market two Sundays ago, and I got an amazing sourdough bread.
0: On, I think on. they're I at I got to stop you here because I know my wife, and she's. I'm going to be traveling now. Yeah? She's going to be like- she, No, she's
1: I think that i say somebody. no more. Yeah. The brand of sourdough you're talking about is uh-huh. at the Monday Market. It's, oh, really? It's, it's like a Over raw fermented sourdough. It's not raw. Oh, maybe, well, maybe I guess, it's just fermented-
2: well, it is a fermented sourdough? Okay, and I is. think it's like Cadoro. I think the brand is called like Cadoro or something. I, I think, love sourdough. I remember they on their on the package it said the bakery was in Inglewood. Oh, I love sourdough. Pregnancy
0: what? cravings are real. She has me chasing down trucks, yeah. and, thing, and going all Go, over the hell to Yeah, get, they're real. Like, oh my god, you're
1: such a yeah. good husband. Yeah, yeah. let me eh, ask you this. Sometimes, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> let me ask you
0: this. So you're you're a public person. Uh-huh. I can say that we're, we're public people. you are public people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're public. So and you have and you have your beautiful baby girl, and she's. On, on public and you're raising her vegan. Are, are people giving you flack? I mean, I'm sure that you deal with a lot of crazy messages.
2: And no, I don't because- You don't? Okay, so Nobody's writing
0: any crazy messages.
2: I mean, honestly, I'm a little behind on the DMs, okay. <laughs> but no, really no. So I don't share her photo. I, I The most I've shared is like yesterday I shared a photo and she's looking down and you can see like kind of her profile, but that's the most I've shared for her face. And I don't, like going forward, I don't know if I will at all.
0: I think you smart. I think people overdo it.
2: I think so, too. And the thing is, you know how people people well, I'll go to the grocery store and people will come up to me and hug me and like be like, oh, my God, I know you like you're my friend. And I'm you know, I love that I'm a very friendly person and I'll hug them back. And that's I love it. However, I don't want I don't want them to have that same familiarity with my daughter who has no idea what the internet is or social literally media is i just had is. this conversation
0: yesterday because someone asked me and i said listen if, if it's what you've signed up for great right, right? like it's fine like it's, expensive like and it's great but yes but i would be i think i'd be really weirded out if people were trying to touch my kid yeah this is
1: this is my and thing and this is like kind of going off on a tangent but there's a couple brands that i'm working with baby brands mm-hmm. that when my our daughter's coming mm-hmm. and they want to send me this stuff that i really want yep And they want Instagram story or Instagram trade, Mm -hmm. which is totally like fine. It's a beautiful piece of furniture or something. I totally like I'm down for that, especially when I picked it out and I can recommend it to my audience 100%. Yep. But here's the problem I'm having. You're going to have to hurt the photos. They, they say, okay, well, we will give you this, but we need photos with the baby in it. Mm. Editorial photos mm. that I would send to them so they can go use it in their ads. Listen, so my, oh my thing gosh. was like, no. And our thing, so Michael no. and I talked I was, this no. morning and I just said, you know, I'm not going to promise my unborn baby no. that I haven't even seen myself no. to these companies. And I honestly think... No. It's like if I just snap like a car seat or something, and the baby's not in it, I think it's it's good the enough. Same, it's good enough. Good like, enough. Because I, I, I do promise. Baby I, I, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. But the whole
0: thing is like, listen. If there's don't something make you really want, yet. like go. Like listen, we're in a position. Luckily, fortunately, we can go and, and buy. buy it and it. Like not have to.
1: That's Pimp right. The kid out, right? That's I think right. that's it. a lot to ask. Too. No, I too think. Much. I think that these companies. If I has yep. f- happened to snap a picture of our daughter in it that I want to share, great. But I don't think it should be like you, the baby has to right. be in it. Exactly. It's Especially if
2: they want to take it and they want to have. I don't know if they're gonna. Own, I guess you'll always own it. But if they're gonna have usage rights to it no way yeah so we're so we
1: decided we're just gonna buy our own stuff buying like no problem instead of just pimping the baby out i don't feel good about that The,
2: the other thing about the baby like even if you're not it's not just a trade another concern that i had is especially before she was born is you know like worrying about numbers and worrying about the content you put out, how well something does. It always does better in my situation when my daughter's in it, even if it's just the back of her head. Oh yeah, it's an
0: easy, it's an easy like. It's growth.
2: an easy. Yeah. So I don't want you know like that's sort of the pimping the baby like out good, sort of it's thing
0: good too. It's
1: addicting. It Instagram, is. Like, yeah, I don't want to do that either. Uh-uh. I believe uh-uh. that. I'm not Instagram going down that road. Uh-uh.
0: Does that uh-uh. feature where they've been talking about removing likes? Have I, you noticed? I, it? I, I, well, I don't. I haven't. I know they're going to do it. Yeah, but yeah. I actually think it's going to boost creativity and up the content everybody because so people are going to stop worrying about the vanity. No, lights, they aren't. Right? And I'll no, tell you will. why. I'll tell you why. You're That's wrong. will still
2: see it. Because, nope. No, you're
0: I'll wrong. You, I'll make your bet. Okay.
1: You'll start seeing <laughs> better content
0: creators come out because they're not going to be worried about doing the easy things, right? Like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking Just anybody, like- but like, maybe like the butt pick or it's like the kid in the picture or like you were kissing your boyfriend, all the stuff that like we know all works yes. and triggers people. To like, I think you're going to start to see more meaningful content because mm-hmm. people are going to stop worrying about, hey, I have to post this type of content mm-hmm. in order to get people to engage. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, it's going to remove that. Like, At least I hope that's what it does. I'm
1: going to tell you why that's not going to happen. People are addicted to the comments. Mm. I'm telling you, you're look, you're looking at the wrong thing. And everyone mm. keeps this likes conversation. I'm like, n- people are not looking at but likes. The comments. Both. They're looking at the comments. And I'm telling you, when you, I can imagine you're a new mom. You're fucking tired. You just got back from the hospital and you need to post something on your Instagram to keep your feed going. Mm. You p- take a picture of your baby and then you get 2,000 comments. And then you're like, oh my God. I can I see it oh my gosh so I'm telling you right now it's not the likes it's the comments and people are not going to get more creative you're wrong about that well I hope they do I hope (laughs) they do too
2: but aren't you going to be able to still see your own likes I guess the point I'm trying to make is
0: that and listen now it's like a a roundabout way of saying this whether I'm right or Lauren's right or whatever
1: I'm always right I'm hoping (laughs) that's true
0: <laughs> I'm hoping that people start because I think what you said is insightful here. It's like if you post the kid or you post a kissing your boyfriend yeah or you post you know a sexy photo, whatever, guy or girl. Like mm-hmm. that does the best. It gets mm-hmm. the most vanity. But I'm hoping that people start to think about more meaningful content, especially content so. creator like yourself and Lauren who've been in the space line because that's how you evolve. That's, mm-hmm. how you, that's how you evolve the conversation. Like we're still living in this window of time where, you know, these types of mediums have existed for a very, very short period of time. Yeah. And when I when I talk to young people and content creators, especially sitting in the seat of your media, I'm like, listen. I'm not so interested in what you do over the next year or two years. Like, what does your brand look like 5, 10, 15, 20 right. years down the line? Because all it happened with the traditional celebrity. You can think all these people that have been popular 70s, 80s, 90s, 99% of them are gone off the, like they, they're not a the brand anymore. Exactly. You have to think about, like, you know, if this is your personal brand, yep. which a lot of people are navigating, you have to think about how do I stretch that for 10, 20, 30 or your life, mm-hmm. or else, or else
2: you're, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's
0: scary. I
1: would be stupid not to ask you this question. And I didn't get to ask you in the beginning. What are the beauty changes that you've seen from going vegan, if mm. any? Like, has your skin gotten more glowy? Has Definitely. your hair gotten thicker? I wanna hear about that. <laughs> okay.
2: It's been a long time since I became vegan. Two things, I had acne, but I also had terrible digestion. Like so bad that I got to the point where I just thought, like, I'm broken. I can't do anything because I've gone to different doctors, been on different medications, and yada, yada, yada. When I became vegan, all that went away. And my skin cleared up. Obviously, there was a connection, right? As far as my hair, I don't even remember what my hair was like when I first became vegan. The biggest thing, though, was the skin. The skin and energy, really. I was just
1: going to say, what about energy?
2: Totally. Because the digestion is, like... Your stomach is everything, right? Yeah. If you don't have good digestion, you don't have good anything. You'd have a bad mood, you have bad skin, you have bad energy, you just
1: sluggish, just Taylor, like how's your digestion?
2: That guy
0: back there. Yeah, you know, really? He, what, are, what are you eating back there, Taylor?
1: He eats like um, Hawaiian jalapeno chips for lunch with dipped in cream cheese or oh, wow. something. If his stomach likes it then, you know, his stomach uh, likes uh, it. I don't know if his, his stomach, he clogged my toilet the other night, so. Oh, okay. His, his his maybe not. Maybe been, not.
0: you know, that's been the his test. Stomach. We're going to we're gonna have to get him he on a vegan to, diet. Yeah, he might need to go yeah. vegan. I'll say. Um, he was okay. raised vegetarian. Really?
1: Where? What huh. is one recipe on your blog that you would recommend to our audience that you think that they would really like? if they're looking to dip their toe into veganism okay try the lentil meatballs Ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds good. I want those today. Lentil so. meatballs. Yes. Okay. And then a book, a podcast, a resource that you would recommend to someone besides your blog, obviously, Sweet mm-hmm. Potato Soul, that's looking to know more about veganism. And maybe it's a Netflix documentary. I don't know. Ooh,
2: that's a good one. Yeah, I would say, I'm trying to think. The two really powerful ones recently were Calspiracy and What the Health, and they're made by the same people. So either of those two on Netflix also.
1: Okay, I'm going to watch Cowspiracy. I've only watched oh, yeah. What the Hell. Oh yeah, watch Cowspiracy. That's the first one. That I'll they be did. whipping you up some fucking yes. lentil meatballs with a side of sweet potato burger, which yes. sounds so good. Is that on your site? Mm-hmm. Little in, uh, in pomegranate and molasses. See, in I, your I, cookbook. Yeah, I, yeah, all that's the,
0: in my cookbook. You know Crossroads down here? You've been there? Oh yeah. Amazing. I went there the first time. Do you like
1: you- it? Yeah. I you knew know, she was gonna say you that. Like it that much. She's, okay. a chef, never, She's a chef, But imagine
0: if you never. I went in and didn't know. <laughs> I'm coming uh, over oh. to your house, and I was eating the my friend. My, I went to meet my friend, mm-hmm. and he was giving me this like the chicken and waffles in there, and I had, mm-hmm. no, I had no idea. That, mm-hmm. that's just, You're blown like, away. I was, I, no, I didn't even know that I was that it wasn't chicken. Did you like it though? After. I did.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I bet post- if it. we came to your kitchen, that we would be blown away too. You would. I'm just buy. The thing,
2: the funny thing though, is people have a much higher standard for vegan food than they do for non-vegan food. I can see that, and especially like at restaurants. What?
1: can I just ask you one more thing? What's a, a really good baked good recipe in your book? Like something like a cake or a cookie or something like that. Cause mm. That's what I'm craving right now. Okay,
2: the tahini cookies. Mm. Oh,
1: they're insane. Okay,
2: it's So good. Okay. If I weren't sleep deprived, I probably could have gotten my life together to make some today. Oh my god, I'm going to blame your baby. Blame the baby. Let me tell you something. You've been pretty, you're pretty
0: sharp on the mic for being Thanks. so sleep deprived.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't... Uh, anyway. You
1: were great. Right. <laughs> so, Where can people find your book and your Instagram and your blog they can find me it's sweet potato soul everything
2: is called sweet potato soul so just google sweet potato soul the book is available everywhere obviously anywhere books are sold amazon is easiest probably and yeah go to sweet potato soul.com
1: or sweet potato soul on youtube or instagram maybe we can do a giveaway with one of your books yes okay we'll talk done all right thank you so much for coming on one more time your instagram handle at sweet potato soul that's right all right thank you thank you for thank doing the show. You. appreciate it thank you guys before you go, we just got the cutest heart TSC pop sockets. Everyone in the office is rocking them and we're going to give away a couple. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential. And as always, make sure you've rated and reviewed the show. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. This episode was brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Guys, did you know mushrooms can prevent and treat many diseases and boost overall health? They are known to be super healing. You know I'm obsessed with their mushroom hot cacao mix. I like to wind down with this at night. It's so good, and it feels so satisfying, and it's full of benefits, which we love. Perfect with pregnancy too. Anyways, Four Sigmatic is offering all TSC him and her listeners 15% off. All you have to do is go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny and use code skinny at checkout.